Hello and welcome to the Chime 30th Anniversary Podcast, where we are celebrating three decades of dedication to digital health leadership. I'm Russ Branzell, your host for this podcast and the president and CEO of Chime. Each week until the Fall Forum in San Antonio, Texas in November, we'll be spending time with a digital health leader who's made a significant impact on Chime and in our industry. Today, we welcome the board chair from 1999, Rick Skinner. Rick is a healthcare IT executive with over 25 years experience in health information systems, including positions as the CIO for hospitals, medical research laboratory, independent consulting, and as a project manager for the development and implementation of the Department of Defense Global Medical Information System. He was the senior vice president and CTO for Locus Health. He was the CIO and CTO for the University of Virginia Health System. He was the vice president and CIO for Cancer Center Ontario. And then before that, he served as Providence Health Systems CIO as well. Rick is retired arm, retired from the Army as Lieutenant Colonel. He is the unauthor, a speaker. He also received Chime's highest honor for a CIO, our Healthcare CIO of the Year Award in 2002. Well, he finally figured out how to retire. I'm not sure he does it like all CIOs as well as we wish we could, uh, but he does some contract work with his own company, Skinner Advisory Services. But I know his passions are things like sailing and woodworking and so much more. He is truly a great friend of Chimes and our entire industry. Rick, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Well, uh, Rick, it it goes back to say that just about the time I was earning in Chime, you were kind of doing some of the big stuff, chair, really helping lead the industry where it needs to be. But everybody kind of came into Chime in a different way. They kind of had their own journey, kind of what it means to them, especially that period of time as you were serving with chair, as chair. Love to hear a little bit about your story. Yeah, sure. Um, well, first of all, as you mentioned, I spent 21 years as an Army officer running around in the, in the jungle and then uh, learning about healthcare IT. And shortly after I, hard to say this now, retired from the military uh, and got my first civilian CIO job at Providence, I met uh, John Glasser, uh, who sponsored a paper I wrote for an award. And through John, learned about Chime and joined Chime in, I guess that was 1994. And because I was a complete rookie when it comes to civilian healthcare, uh, I really learned a lot from the members of Chime and to try and learn even more, felt that I had to be as involved as I possibly had the time for. And that's what I did over the next few years. Well, first and foremost, Rick, thank you for your service. Uh, as you know, I did quite a few years in the Air Force, 22, and and have retired from that as well long ago. But you, you actually, you may not even know this, you were actually one of my inspirations to get out of the military and go into civilian healthcare because you were the only example really at the time somebody that had had a full military career as well as made it a great transition. So you truly are a hero for us for serving, but also personally a great hero of mine and inspiration. Well, thanks. Uh, I've been very lucky. Well, speaking of, of times in Chime, you were the chair in 1999. That's actually the year I got out of the military and, and joined my first civilian health system as you were chair. Uh, 
you know, we always have so many fond memories when we served on the board. And in your case, not only serving on the board, the pinnacle of being on the board, the chair. I'd love to hear one of your fondest memories. It can be personal, it can be professional, it can be funny, whatever it is. Just love to hear your one of your personal stories, your fondest memories. Sure, that one's easy. Um, during my tenure as chair, uh, something happened that doesn't happen uh, except for every thousand years. And uh, the millennium passed. And of course, uh, I'm sure everybody remembers the uh, Y2K panic that the world was gonna shut down because of uh, computer systems not being able to digest uh, four numerals. Uh, in any case, uh, Chime, the board, uh, and um, actually I don't think I had much to do with it, but um, decided to have a Y2K party <laughs> at the fall chime meeting, because we all knew that we would not be partying on New Year's Eve uh, that coming December. And so we were in Florida, uh, West Palm Beach, I think, and had a great Y2K party. That was followed um, on Friday by a hurricane. <laughs> and all of the Chime members were like rats off a sinking ship, me included, trying to get to the airport to get out of uh, Florida before the hurricane hit. And most of us made it. Yeah, I, I remember that one well. I remember jumping on a plane and the pilot's instructions were, sit down and shut up. We're taking off. Yeah, it was uh, it was a crazy time. And uh, yeah, that was, that was one of my fondest memories, both positive and uh, negative, because actually the first civilian thing I ever did was help Mercy run their Y2K uh, call center. So that's it's an interesting time, to say the least. Well, you, you've you been able to adapt and move to a lot of different environments as a CIO. You, you led IT in the military, and then you took some of the biggest and hardest jobs in civilian health care, but then even more specialized in cancer care. You know, we're seeing a kind of a period now even where those skills are being elevated, the skills are being taxed at the greatest potential possible from the leaders in these CIO jobs today. And, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on the values and strategies of a CIO and, and what it takes to really lead and be able to change at the same time, because you were so successful at doing that. Well, one, I think it helped me to have been exposed to so much in the military living all over the world, having very dramatically different jobs uh, from, again, carrying a rifle to uh, trying to figure out how to uh, work with civilian contractors to build an electronic health record. So that experience, while you know, not the same necessarily, uh, prepared me for, for being flexible. Uh, secondly, I was fortunate, I think, to have gotten a master's in uh, healthcare administration, uh, along with a, uh, one in systems management. And so I knew a little bit about both, not a whole lot. Um, but because of that, I developed an interest, not just in technology or what technology could do, but in the actual uh, business and practice of healthcare. And I think that interest and that learning helped me to adjust as 
the world and my uh, organization uh, changed. Again, I think you were an, a great example of being able to, to flex, change, and grow during really difficult times, even back to the example of Y2K. And, and I can just think back during all your careers. Matter of fact, I was one of the beneficiaries of your work in the military as, as a command officer uh, in, in the Air Force. I remember when these systems started rolling out and you were part of the reason they did. And, but as we shift here a little bit, you know, 30 years is chiming. You were right up there almost near the very beginning of this uh, as an organization. And a lot of different things have changed in the industry. Chime has changed, but there are some basic tenets and principles that we try to aspire to. We try to stay hold true to not only as an organization, but we as a, a group of professionals that bond to each other. And we try to pick a word that amplifies both the industry, we hope chime, but also the individual we're getting to spend time in. This concept of unity, the concept of, of bonding together and bringing people together is one that we chose not only for chime, obviously, we want to make sure we're doing that, bringing people together, but it's an attribute of you, uh, which has always been a person who, A, people are attracted to, they want to listen to and learn from, but also unifying organizations and bringing people together for a betterment. So I'd love to hear why that word means so much to you. Well, again, going back to uh, the early days of my military career, and I'm sure you remember this, Russ, uh, the concept of unity of command was drilled into us second lieutenants. Mm -hmm. um, and that has stayed with me ever since. The ability of an organization to single-mindedly carry out the direction that the leaders of that organization have decided upon. And in the military, that was some general uh, three hours by helicopter away uh, and me as lowly second lieutenant, but I knew exactly what that general wanted to have done. Um, and in civilian organizations, in healthcare, in healthcare IT, it means making sure that whatever it is I'm doing uh, or was doing um, was supporting the organization as a whole, not just the technology objectives, not just my personal viewpoint, um, but was as closely aligned to the objectives of the organization as I could keep it. Wow, that's that's a great way of thinking of that. I'm like, I've got all kinds of little things buzzing through my head now on things you can teach with people in our classes. And that's one of the things you did for many, many years. You were one of our great faculty members of our boot camps and our leadership academies. You and I taught together numerous times. I still remember when we got to teach the Army Medical Command and and spend time and you know really pouring into them. And it kind of was a real world of you and I coming back around full circle where we're spending time with the people. And yeah, we saw those young second lieutenants and you and I both looked and went, were we really ever that young? Um, but it was it was really cool to do that. But now we again, we have so many new challenges, new technologies, new things coming on board. You know, what should we be teaching this next wave of leaders? What are some things maybe even today as you still do some consulting, you see things missing or things we need to amplify and teach these young leaders? I think the transition for any leader is particularly difficult from the doing stage to the supervision stage. 
And yeah, you think of that as, oh, um, you know, entry level position into a management position, but it's much more than that. It happens with every major evolution in one's career so that there's a world of difference between being the uh, application manager or the chief technology officer for an organization and being the CIO or whatever fancy term they have these days, chief digital <laughs> officer, um, because your world expands at every one of those uh, promotions or elevations. And it's important to learn how to deal with that bigger world at every stage, because nobody can continue to do what they used to do in their prior position to the extent they did it, and yet absorb all of the new information, knowledge, responsibilities, people to supervise um, that come with the new position. I think it's critical to expose evolving leaders to the next stage, next level in their career before they actually have to uh, make that jump. The boot camp, for instance, uh, I think did a really good job of that, showing aspiring CIOs what it was like, what it would be like to be a CIO and how it was probably fairly different from their role today. And just one quick example, I had uh, some drinks with a, a previous colleague of mine uh, just a couple weeks ago. And she thought, or she was told that she would be in the running for uh, a CIO position. And currently she's the leader of um, development and innovation in this organization. And she asked me whether I thought she, she should take the job and how hard was it gonna be? And um, she's a mother of two sons and what effect would that have? And so I think getting people to think through all of that before they make the leap is critical to their future success. Well, not only did you teach a lot of our programs, you also sent a lot of people. And so there's a lot of leaders out there that should be thankful for you pouring into their lives. And I'm one of those. And I appreciate everything you did, Rick, for me and so many others. But uh, you, we don't get here alone. Um, there are a lot of key colleagues, friends, mentors, bosses, whatever, that really helped us through our careers and you did that for a lot of other people, but people did that for you. And this is a, really one of my favorite questions to ask on these podcasts is, is, you know, who should you recognize? Who would you like to say thank you for? Because we all know, you know, as we're getting older, life gets a little bit more fleeting and we don't want to wait till it's too late to eulogize those people that really had a big impact in our life, both personally and professionally. So Rick, a little bit of opportunity for you to say thanks to a few people you would like to say thank you to. Well, again, I mentioned John Glasser. Um, he, uh, for whatever reason, saw some promise in this uh, military officer that was just coming into uh, the CIO uh, career. And um, I looked up to him, I took his advice. I laughed like hell at his jokes. <laughs> um, 
and uh, so really appreciated uh, his uh, mentoring. A second one, kind of on a different note, is uh, Bert Reese. Mm. Bert was a CIO at Centera for, God, I don't know, 26 years or something like that. Um, and Bert was a wild man, uh, about as funny an individual as I've ever known. But he also had incredible insight, not into technology. He'd freely admit that he didn't know a whole lot about technology, um, but into the business of healthcare and the way organizations work. And I can remember on numerous occasions in the give and take of joking around with Bert, he'd let something drop that would just stop me in my tracks and say, oh my God, I never thought of that. So I think those two folks uh, for different reasons really had uh, a great deal to teach me. And uh, I so appreciate uh, that they took the time to do so. Wow, yeah, special person in both of those individuals, special people. Well, with the time we've got left, I'd love to hear, and I know you probably got exposed to a lot in your in your career, whether that be through military leaders or or just life lessons learned. I'd love to hear maybe a couple of life lessons, words of wisdom you want to give to our members as, as our time comes to an end today. Yeah, I think um, maybe the one that I didn't learn, uh, matter of fact, I'm not sure I still learned it. I know it, <laughs> but I'm not sure I practice it. And there's an old, actually it's an Air Force expression, Russ, about check your six. Mm -hmm. In other words, look behind you. And I think that's especially important for a leader in the organization that is not necessarily in core operations. It's very easy to get out in front of where the rest of the organization happens to be. It's happened to me on, I can't tell you how many occasions, uh, sometimes with disastrous consequences. Um, and even though we're all supposed to have a passion for what we do and have a vision and so on and so forth, and we should, you've got to temper that with what's appropriate for the organization and the other leaders uh, with whom you work. Otherwise, you'll find yourself on a very rickety limb and somebody's <laughs> going to have a saw. <laughs> well, Rick, uh, a personal thank you to you for everything you've done for Chime over decades, for our industry over multiple, multiple decades. Your military service is, is truly a hero in giving and giving and giving, but also your friendship uh, and your ability truly to connect on people one-on-one. -on -one. You are truly one of our favorite people. Thank you for being on the program and thank you for who you are. Well, you're welcome. I enjoyed it. We'd also like to thank you for listening to this episode of our special 30th anniversary series. As always, you can visit us on Spotify or at chimecentral.org forward slash media to listen to this and all these amazing healthcare leaders on our podcast program. For now, please stay safe. God bless.